The Barroom Network presents two fired up Bears fans. They are ready to rumble on the Bear Debate. This is David Kaplan from the Cap J Hood Show on ESPN 1000 and NBC Sports Chicago. Now get ready to listen and watch the Bulls 101 with Chris and Laro. Take that, Sparkles. What's up and good evening, Bulls fans. This is Chris Amundsen here with my guy, Laro Golden, on the Saturday evening. Talking some Bulls, I've been looking forward to this all week. Sometimes, sometimes Laro, I'll be honest with you. I go through the week and I'm like, what the heck are we going to talk about this next week? There's nothing going on. All we got is like Alex Caruso and Zach Levine workout videos to, to <laughs> over and geek out about. Um you know, look at looking at Demar, uh, Demar Derozan, and, and Damian Lillard's wedding reception, or whatever. Like this is this is the kind of content we've got. So, I, I wanted to I wanted to do something a little bit different tonight and go over the entire league and and just do some fun predictions that we can, you know, we can look back on in nine months and laugh at ourselves at at the predictions we're going to make today. But I thought it'd be a fun exercise to go through and see, put our money where our mouth is in the sense that. What do we think each team is going to win and lose, and what are the standings going to end up? And and also, you know, some teams that I think are going to surprise us. So I'm excited to get through these lists. But first of all, how you doing uh, on the Saturday evening? And we've already got Jordan and Salim. What's up, guys? Louis, <laughs> Jordan, 
Thanks for hanging out with us this evening. Yeah, man. Um, but everything's all good. Uh, daughter's birthday, some uh, birthday parties tomorrow. Uh, and you know, work. And like you said, you know, it hasn't been a lot of fun stuff going on. Um, you know, I, I kind of got a chuckle at, you know, uh, Dennis Schroeder kind of making fun of himself about, you know, uh, the contract ordeal. And he had like all the, like the Gucci bag, the Louis Vuitton bag, the two nice cars kind of throwing shade, you know, like, yeah, I got 5.9, you know, but I'm still rich, you know, kind of deal. So, um, but yeah, man, it's been, you know, kind of slow in terms of Bulls new sense, but honestly, man, I, I, the, in, in other years, I'd be kind of mad, like, man, what's going on? Like, what, why aren't we doing anything? But I'm kind of chill. I'm, 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 I like where the team is at. I'm, I'm ready to see some ball, man. I'm, I'm ready for preseason training camp. So, man, uh, I'm just ready to go, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for this season to start. Absolutely. And, and we got a, we got a bunch of people in the comments already. Thanks. Thank you guys for being here, Santiago. Welcome back, my man. We missed you. I, we had a, our our show like on a Monday, and I, I felt bad. I, I thought. Uh, that was like the first week we haven't seen you. So, but as you say, lots of bull sock any day, anytime. I, I I texted Lara, I texted you earlier today. I was like, dude, I am so excited to talk to you tonight. <laughs> I it's every time I get ready to do the show, I get I get so pumped to talk about the bulls. It's such a blessing for us to be able to do this, yeah, um, in our free time and and have our passion and and you know all of our knowledge be able to put it out there and, and talk to other people about it. So this will be fun. This is an episode. I think we're going to get roasted for by, <laughs> by <laughs> Bulls fans and non Bulls fans in the future. But you know, it, you got to put yourself out there. You got to have some fun. This is a really difficult, this is a difficult exercise. So just full disclosure, we're going to, we're going to talk about individual teams at the first part of the show. And then at the, uh, after we talk about the teams, then we're going to put out a list of what wins and losses we think each team's going to have and what the standings we think are going to look like uh, at the end of the upcoming season. So we're back to a normal schedule starting late October, ending in, you know, late mid April and then playoffs May and June. So it's kind of crazy because we just finished the season and then we had the Olympics and then the crazy off season. It's just been a, it's been a whirlwind. So the, the, as you said, it's been nice to kind of chill the last couple of weeks all the moves are done. We can just hang out and have a good time. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. You're you're completely right. Like, usually I have to afford hey, Celine, brother. I am so sorry. You know, <laughs> the, the kid, the, it's just tough. There's no excuse. I gotta be a better friend. That that's all it is, man. I I I literally get off work and see my two kids. Well, three. Yeah. Uh, and uh it's it's tough, man. It's really tough. And you know, that's on me, brother. It's on me. It won't happen again. You got that. Hey, you're not alone, man. Yeah, I do it to Laro too. I'll be at work all day, and he'll text me in the morning, and I'll text him like nine at night. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever you said doesn't even matter anymore at this point. I'm so late. Um, but uh, before, you know, I I just I'm I'm at this point right where usually around this time I start to like okay, uh, for instance, right last year I'm like okay, Kobe's gonna take this next step. I know it's coming. You know, um, it, it, before we had Vooch, I'm like, Wendell's going to stay healthy all year. We're, he's going to take another step. Like, I start getting my, my my mind right, like getting my glass, you know, full, you know, and I don't have to do that. I, I, I'm, I'm happy with where we're at. I'm, I'm, 
um, I'm ready to just rock and roll, man. I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to have my first beer and, and some food and watch, watch the games, man. I, I can't wait. I'm excited. And you know, I think last year was a really interesting and fun season, even from the beginning of it, because there felt like there was a lot of parity in the league. There wasn't a clear number one seed in each, you know, in each conference. It felt like the championship was open. And I think the playoffs really played out that way as well. Like it was, we ended up with the Suns and the Bucks in the finals. Could you know, Lakers went out first round, Nets went out by a Kevin Durant toe. Uh, you know, the, the Hawks went, you know, almost made it to the conference or did make it to the conference finals. Like it's just, it was just a crazy, crazy season. I, I think this season, I think there's one specific team that has kind of put themselves out in front in my mind, but everyone else, I, I feel like there's a lot of chances for up and coming teams to, to make their mark this season. So for that reason, I think some of my standings are pretty close and tight in certain areas. And there's teams that kind of seem like they're in the same tier to me, uh, you know, versus others, but there's, there's that one team, I think and we'll get into it, but there's that one team I think that's a little bit further out in front. And if they're healthy, I have a hard time believing anyone else is going to win the championship. So, and they weren't in the finals this last year. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you already know who I'm talking about, but yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to, to talk about, you know, Zach Lowe did this with Chris Herring. Love Chris Herring. Thank you, Chris Herring for going on Zach Lowe's show and giving the Bulls some love. Um, but they did this really cool format, which is they, they talked about five teams. Now they did five teams that, they are underwhelmed with or, or five teams they think are going to do better than the consensus. I want to do something similar where we, we talk about five teams. Now it can be five teams that we think are going to surprise people and that could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. So I, I got five teams. I think three are going to be, you know, uh, surprises in a bad way and two surprises in a good way. So I'm excited to go into it, but I wanted to give you the floor first of, of your five teams what do you think like what what team are you looking at that you think man people expect this and it's going to be something completely different um well for my first team um i'm going to go out to the west and i know that last season they got into the play-in and uh, a a lot of uh people have kind of like fallen away from them and golden state man um golden state is a team you know, with the addition now, now a lot of my predictions, all of my predictions are as if everybody's going to be healthy, you know, kind of deal. So, uh, with, but with Clay coming back, I just feel like we've already learned that you know the le- the less responsibility that Andrew Wiggins is given, the better he plays. And I think adding a guy like Andrew Wiggins, I'm, I'm sorry, wow, <laughs> Clay Thompson into the lineup is going to help that team, you know. <laughs> Exponentially, like I, I think we all know what Clay uh, brings. You know, his shooting ability, defensive ability, um, and if, if if Clay is 100% healthy, I honestly see that team being in the top six in, in the West. And I, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I, we'll, we'll see where they're at in my rankings uh, when we get to that point. But uh, I think they're going to be a really nice team um, this upcoming season. Um, and a team that you're gonna have to watch out for in the playoffs. I mean, when you when you have a 
a defensive anchor in, in, in Draymond, and then you add the, the Splash Brothers back. And if, if Andrew Wiggins can continue to, to be uh, a, a pretty good defender, man, like he was a pretty good defender last season um, and, and still was able to score, I believe, 18 uh, points a game, somewhere around there. So I, I just feel like that team is one you have to watch out for in the West. So, Yeah, they are kind of a wild card for me that – They've got a really wide variance of how good and bad they can mm-hmm. be. A lot of it's going to depend on Clay, but we saw last year. As long as Steph and Draymond are there, they're a team you don't want to face. They're a team you don't mm-hmm. want to see. And I think you're right, Andrew Wiggins. He really excelled in the role that he was asked to do last season. Now, I'm sure you saw that amazingly wild take <laughs> the other day about. Oh my gosh! Oh man, the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. But someone said basically, if Andrew Wiggins played in the East people would be talking about them like they talk about Zach Levine, which is <laughs> just a, just an amazing, amazing statement. But no, he's, he really excelled. He did better on the defensive end. He, he focused on the offensive end. Um, so I'm, I want to look at their roster real quick and see who they picked up because I know they picked up Otto Porter Jr., right? Um they got Nemanja Bielitsa. I, I think they picked him up at the end of the last. No, no, he went. To, he was on the Heat in the last season. So they picked up Bielitsa. Andre Godala's back, um, and then they got Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody as their rookies. Jordan Poole had has had a, had a really nice season. I know Jackson Frank, who we had on last week, he wrote an article about Jordan Poole and, and kind of how he's taken off. So Otto Porter and Clay Thompson, though, th- those are going to be important important people for you to watch and see what their health is because Otto Porter, we know when Otto was on our team, when he first came here, he was amazing. And when he was healthy, he was one of the most productive and elite shooters in the league. Um, But he only stayed healthy for like 20 games out of his whole tenure here. So that was really the the disappointing thing. Uh, Yeah. Daniel (laughs) says the glass brothers. Come on, man. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's that's obviously you know we're memeing here, but it is a really big thing. Like Clay Thompson went from an ACL tear to an Achilles rupture. That's a really really tough set of injuries to to go back to back. So we don't know what he's going to look like, but I think that what works in Clay's favor is he doesn't have to dribble and move and use his athleticism a ton in order for him to be effective. Man can shoot. Yeah. Uh, what he had that he had like what was it 60 60 points and 11 dribbles or some crazy i can't remember yeah. the exact number but he was yeah he did a, a couple of those things versus the bulls which is unfortunate it, um you just, just gotta think of like like the gravity that he's gonna warrant like he, like the spacing um him and him and stuff getting back to doing those split cuts you know that and having dre at the top of the key like just he doesn't like you said he's not somebody that you throw him the ball at Kyrie he's you know going to work off the bounce like he he's never been that type of player so as if his conditioning is there and he his leg is all good to go man I, I he's just gonna add so much to that team and and for somebody like Steph man that dude that dude man last year put in a lot of work to to get yep. that team where they where they were and adding Clay his shooting ability. And hopefully, like I said, he's healthy enough to to still be a pretty good defender. Um, that team's going to be you know, fun to watch, at least for me. I, I love watching Clay and, and 
and uh, Steph off ball. Like they're be- they move the ball, they move without the ball beautifully, man. And I can't wait to see that again. And I think Draymond's performance on offense is really gonna gonna be dependent upon how back Clay really is because we see how well he works when he's, when you've got shooters with that kind of gravity that Steph and Clay do mm-hmm. and versus what we saw a lot more this year and the year before without Clay and Draymond's offensive struggles the fact that he hasn't been able to shoot and finish very effectively the last couple of years have really stood out as a sore thumb so that's going to be important to see. Also, I know Juan uh, Toscano Anderson was a really nice mm. pickup for them. He's been yeah. he's been shining. So they've they've got you know they've got five, six, seven good players. And if they get Clay back to eighty percent Clay, they're going to be they're going to be pretty good. So yeah, I'm I've, I've he- I'm hedging on them a little bit, but I think the West overall got a little bit weaker this this off season. Um, so I think they have a chance to. You know, to be not only be a play in like they were last year, but to you know secure a spot in the top six. So, um, anything else you want to talk about with with um, the Golden State Warriors? Not really, man. I think I've hit m- most of what I wanted to talk about with them. Yeah. So I, I do feel I do feel like most analysts are all over the place with them. Like they believe a lot in their talent but they're not sure about how it's all going to come together and if it will come together this year. So I think they're going to be a surprising team almost no matter what happens uh, just because their range, their variance here is is going to be so, so wide. Yeah. So the team I wanted to talk about, um, let's see. (laughs) Okay. I want to, I want to talk about a team in the Western conference as well to start off. And this is a team that I'm, a little bit worried about and that's the Dallas Mavericks. So <laughs> I don't know if you feel the same way as I do, but the Mavericks I, worry me <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. Now they did pick up Reggie Bullock, which I thought mm-hmm. was a good move. Um I think he's gonna provide a little bit more than Josh Richardson did. I mean Josh Richardson had a really rough stretch with them. Um yeah. you know they, they got Moses Brown in that uh, in that deal, you know he he's still kind of a, a raw guy, but he's got some promise. Um, but to be honest, their their team really didn't change that much. Now they kept Maxi Kleba, much to my disappointment. I was really hoping we'd get him in in a Lowry deal, but a lot's going to depend on two factors for me. First is Kristaps Porzingis, see if yep. he can can bounce back and stay healthy because I know he had some struggles in that in the Dallas uh, Clippers series. But I think the Clippers were also pretty uniquely effective against his, you know, against him. Like they, they were uniquely effective in taking, kind of taking him out of the game. Um, I don't think most teams can do that, though. He's got a lot of talent. I know you're a big Kristaps Porzingis guy. I know you believe in him a lot more than, than other people do. But I think a lot's going to ride on, on his health this year and, and his growth and his connection with Luca on the court. So yeah. that's number one. And then number two, Jason Kidd. I just don't know. He doesn't have a great track record in the league. He didn't have a good track record with, with the with the Nets or the Bucks. Yeah. Obviously, there's some off-court stuff uh, that's really concerning that wasn't really addressed. So that, and getting a new coach, the, the new coach thing always puts a wrinkle into 
you know, your offense and defense, sometimes it becomes a really good thing. Like Tom Thibodeau's first year took a team to that next level. And, you know, Steve Kerr did it with the Warriors, but it doesn't always work. Like Nate Bjorkren with the Pacers, that, that didn't work very well. That, that even though the talent was still there and in fact had improved from the year before, it didn't all come together. And it, you know, that, that coaching change was a, was a detriment. Yeah. And we also saw it with the Hawks this year when, uh, when Nate McMillan came in to replace Lloyd Pierce, how they took off. So the, the coach is a big wild card here. And I don't have a lot of confidence in him off the bat. You know, Luca's Luca. If Luca keeps improving the way he does, it may not matter as much as, yeah. as I'm worried about. But that, that's my concerns with the Mavericks. I still think they're going to be a, a playoff team. I think they'll be in the top, that top six. But I think they're going to have some struggles. And I think it's going to, I don't know. I think it's going to take some time to, to adjust to whatever, whatever um, Jason Kidd's going to have him run. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's funny. Like, like you said, man, I, I'm, I'm not like, obviously I'm not a big fan of the coaching hire at all. Um, but I just feel like Luca is the type of player that's going to mask uh, his, his faults. I, I just think that Luca is just that, that good. Um, and like you said, I'm I'm a bigger fan of of KP than most, um, and and I just feel like and, and it's and you know what it, it's it's hard to say this because he hasn't been in a while, but if the dude is healthy, like he's a, he's a really damn good rim protector, you know when he's healthy, um, and you know if he can get back to that level, uh, this team can go some places with his ability, and I, I wasn't a fan of how Carlisle used him to, uh, in, the, in the playoffs. He kind of just sat him in a corner uh, and just, he just made him a, like a, a floor spacer when I, I just really feel like there are some other things you can do with him. And maybe kid, who knows? I don't know. That's tough for you to say, cause I, I, he was really bad, but um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit higher on the Mavs than you, I think. Um, but again, like it's tough saying that when you know the kid, the, the coach is uh, is kid and the Moses Brown signing to me. Uh, well, they got him in trade, right? If I remember right, I think it was with Boston. If I remember right, um, I, he went to OKC to Boston and end up in Dallas. He he's interesting. Uh, I just remember yeah. a lot of him in drop, and it wasn't good. Like he he just. He just wasn't good in drop, and I don't know what how they're going to use him. I don't know what he's going to bring offensively that will get him some minutes on the floor. I, I just I'm, I'm very curious to see about the Moses Brown thing. Yeah, I mean he's definitely still raw. He he's got he doesn't have the, the you know the fine tuned fundamentals that we'd like to see from, from drop coverage bigs. But you know he's he's tall, he's springy, he can yeah. he can eat up rebounds so. There's potential there, and and luckily, I think they're not really going to be relying on him too much because you've got Willie Cauley-Stein there. Um, you've got uh, Maxi Kleber who can play some small five. You've got, you got uh, mm-hmm. Boban still there, uh, Dwight Powell. So they're not he's, – he's not going to be a huge piece of the rotation, in my opinion. Right. But the other the other thing is – well, first of all, it's, it's not just – Jason Kidd, it's the fact that you went from Rick Carlisle to Jason Kidd. Rick yeah. Carlisle is a phenomenal coach. I mean, you want to talk about – he's like MacGyver <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> as a coach. He just he just finds a way to make things work no matter how good or bad his roster is. He, he's a very unique 
and adaptive coach. And he's, he, you know, obviously won a championship with, with them in 2011, but he's, he's always, I felt like done a pretty good job as a coach in the playoff and regular season. So uh, the other, the other factor for the Mavericks that I, I, is a small, a small factor, but something I, I was a little worried about is they really need someone to take the ball out of Luca's hand or to, to, to take Luca's role when he's not on the floor. The non-Luca minutes are atrocious. Yeah. Uh, they were atrocious in the playoffs. I just, they, they need, they need something to happen there. And I, you know, Jalen Brunson has been okay at it, but they, I think they just need a little bit more than, than Jalen Brunson. So anyways, that's what I got on the maps. Uh, but I still think they're going to be good. I just, I just don't know how good. I don't know if, if they're going to take a leap this year or not. Yeah, no, I, 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 it's all of your concerns are valid, you know. So um, for me, my next one is I'm going to the East now. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably going to get eight up for this one. But the Knicks, um, I, I, I look at that roster and I just really see how valuable Reggie Bullock was to that roster. Because I'm trying to think, you know, looking at the roster, I'm, I'm looking at who could be their point of attack defender, who can uh, who, who's the guy that can guard, you know, maybe maybe they, I, I don't know what they're thinking, but um, I just don't see them having the same amount of success as they did last year. Um, I, I think there's going to be a lot of I don't know how he's going to play Quentin Grimes, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of. Uh, uh, responsibility on Grimes is played as a rookie to be uh, a point of attack defender uh, because I, I just don't see. I mean, you're not going to put Evan Fournier on on point of attack. You, you're not going to put Kemba. Um, who else do we got here? We uh, I'm just I'm just going through Barrett? the roster. Miles, Miles McBride, but I don't know. Who you, you're not going to play him over Derek or 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 uh, Kemba or Emmanuel quickly. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, like you said. Barrett is a guy that, that that could probably do it, but I'm just I don't know, man. I, I'm 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 not as bullish uh, on them as uh, some people are. I, I know they went in as a fourth seed last season, um, and uh, the other thing is offensively. Like I wonder, how, I'm just trying to figure out how this is going to work because, as you can see, as we saw in the playoffs, like Julius Randle needs the ball in his hands offensively. Um, I, I just you know, with Kemba on the team now, and then obviously Derek, who's who's going to need the ball, and Emmanuel quickly is going to need the ball. Like, I, I'm just – I'm trying to figure out how that's going to work offensively. You know, I, I know you got Fournier. You can spread the, you can space the floor a little bit. Uh, Burke showed some ability in the playoffs. I mean, Knox is a wild card. And, you know, I, I'm just trying to figure out this roster. Like, I'm a big fan of Mitchell Robinson. I, I do – I think he's like – when he is right and healthy – He's an elite defender to me. Um, so I'm just wondering how offensively this is going to work out. Um, so I, I'm just a little bit lower than than most on the Knicks. Yeah, so I, I have I have similar concerns. I think the Knicks got better talent-wise. I think they added more talent over the offseason. I know they did lose Bullock, but they did bring in Fournier. They did bring in Kemba Walker at that price. Mm -hmm. um, picked up Dwayne Bacon. You know, they, they re-signed some of their guys. Emmanuel Cookley, hopefully, you know, will continue to grow. They got some of those new guys in there that I think, you know, 
can help. Mitchell Robinson, if he's healthy, that's going to be huge for them. And obviously, Nerlens Noel was stepped in admirably. I've I've always liked Nerlens Noel. I yeah. I would have loved him as a backup five here. Mm-hmm. That would have been really sweet. Um, but apparently, that's not going to happen because he's not he's an anti clutch guy now. So <laughs> and now the, the Bulls are the Bulls are clutch East, whereas the Lakers <laughs> are clutch West. Um, so welcome to the new era. Welcome to the era. I agree with you, though. I think that there are some offensive concerns there. I mean, Kemba can shoot fairly well. Uh, he's, I don't know what he's going to look like this year, but, you know, he went to the OKC Rehab Center last year and, and uh, you know, did pretty well. Um, I don't, you know, Fournier, Fournier versus, versus Reggie Bullock, you know, as you mentioned, I think that the point of attack defense is really where what you're giving up there. I mean, yeah. obviously, Fournier is a talented offensive player, but Bullock was a was a key factor in, in that defense. I but you know, I have a lot of faith in Tibbs to put together a competent defense. I just do. Mm-hmm. Offensively, I, I agree with you. I think there's there's going to be some. I don't think it's going to be bad. I just think there's going to be an adjustment period to it. Yeah. So, I think the Knicks aren't going to finish as high in the standings, but they may have a similar amount of wins uh, this, this upcoming year, because I think they added talent. The, the, the issue is the, the rest of the East and those people that were in that same kind of class, mm-hmm. I think all got a lot better. Um, the Knicks did get better, but I don't think as much as, as some of the other teams that we're going to talk about. So I agree with you on the Knicks. I, I'm, I'm not down on them. Uh, in fact, they were they were one of my teams. They were they were my fifth team, and I thought they'd be about the same mm-hmm. as this last year, as far as their overall records concerned. The percentage a percentage of wins, I think, is going to be very very similar. Um, let's see. I, I have a I have another team, the Miami Heat. So mm. <laughs> this one. Speaking of man, speaking of how it's going to work offensively, I. I'm not 100% sure about the Heat. I think their defense is going to be really, really good. No question. But, you know, they they brought in P.J. Tucker, who is mm-hmm. almost an offensive zero. They brought in Kyle Lowry, who's going to help, but he's going to be next to Bam and Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, you know, is a guy who has the ball in his hand, has the ball in his hands a lot. I think it's going to be a great trio. I think defensively they're going to be fantastic. But Kyle Lowry also had kind of a down year last year. I know a lot of the Raptors did, but he's also 35. Like, if you have a down year at 35, the chances of you returning to form, you know, get, they get less likely as you as you get older. So I don't know 100 percent what what to do with the Miami Heat. I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be really good. I think they're going to be a better playoff, a better and more dangerous playoff team than they are in the regular season. I think that's where I'm at. So I think I have them a little bit lower in wins than I think other people might expect, but I do think they're going to be one of the four or five best teams in the East in the playoffs, just because these guys are proven, you know, Bam and Jimmy have proven they made it to the finals. Uh, Obviously Kyle Lowry's got a ring, but I think a lot's going to depend on Tyler hero this year. I mean, their, their depth in the regular season is going to be an issue. You know, they're starting five. If if you're going to start, Lowry, Robinson, Butler, Tucker, and Adebayo. You got one. I mean, Duncan Robinson is obviously a great shooter. 
Uh, but no one else is. I mean, Ty, Lowry can 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 shoot a little bit, but he's you know uh, he doesn't have that same kind of gravity. So I think a lot's going to depend on Tyler Hero really really coming through. They also don't have a whole lot for you know ball handling outside of Lowry and Butler. That that's that's a little issue too. I know I know Hero kind of handles a little bit, but I don't think he's at that that spot. And then. I mean, their their backups right now are Victor Oladipo, who I think would probably take on that ball handling role uh, off the bench. But you know, his he's had a lot of injury concerns. He hasn't really come back to form. And then you've got basically Tyler Hero, Markeith Morris, Dwayne Dedman, and then Max Struess, yeah, uh, who used to, you know Bulls legend Max Struess. <laughs> but I don't know. I just I think they're going to be great defensively, but I I think they're going to struggle to score. I, th- I think they might be, you know, they're going to be below average, I think, offensively. And I, I mean, maybe that's even being a little optimistic. What do you think? Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I, you know what? It's funny is I have the heat on my list as well, but it was actually for the, uh, you know, the opposite uh, direction. I, I, <laughs> I just, I just, um, that team to me, adding Lowry um, and adding PJ Tucker to me is what's huge. Uh, playoff wise, like you said, like yep. adding PJ, you know, to to be able to to guard uh, KD and, and I mean, obviously KD is uh, you're not going to stop, you're just not. But to be able to have PJ who who can who can guard him a bit and, and um, who, who's strong enough to 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 you know handle his handle his own in that little mid post area that KD likes to to be in and, and make it tough for him. Um, that that's huge for them because now you know there's not a big of a burden uh, for Jimmy to have to guard him as much. Obviously, you you can you can switch and, and give him some different looks um, now with PJ there. You can switch, you know, you can throw Jimmy at him here sometimes. But um, you know, having Lowry who can hold his own and and, and you know with with Kyrie and um, now Jimmy can can worry about James. It's it's just so many like I, I just feel like like you said in terms of defense in in the playoffs like i just feel like they're they're set up offensively is you know that's where the fun it comes in when you think about them but i think when you when you put bets like lowry and jimmy um and, and you, you get a shooter around them um and you you know you could put pj in the corner for for a spot up and you could just switch off ball handling between you know lowry and jimmy and um, you could bring hero out there that i like you said, it's not going to be the best offense, but I think it's going to be um, good enough to match with the type of defensive ability that they're going to bring. Um, and I, I like I like them, man. I I like the Heat. I I don't know what it is um, that you know because honestly, uh, I didn't like the signing. I thought Kyle, uh, Lowry should have went somewhere else. But the more that I thought about it, um, I, it I I think this team is going to be tough, man. I I really feel like, you know, if you look at Tyler, like you said, if, if Hero can can take another step and if anything, I know we saw Lowry who was in the gym and got big for no reason, but it, 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 Hero <laughs> seems like uh, Hero seems like he's been putting in the work, man. The, the difference between his rookie year until this this summer, like you, you can see he's putting in the work. So if he's healthy. Because um, that was a thing too that nobody really talked about last year. He was dealing with some injuries, so yeah. Um, if he's healthy and he, he can be the hero that that 
was more low, more so like the guy that was in the playoffs. I, I like I like them. I like them. I don't know how deep they can go, but I I, I like them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously you got Eric Spolster is one of the best coaches in the league. Oh yeah. So that really helps you a lot, and especially in the playoffs, he's he may he may be he has a pretty good argument for the best playoff coach I think uh, in in the league right now. So. And and their their seven eight man rotation. If you have your starting five, and then you add in Hero, and if if Oladipo is healthy, and if you know you can get something out of one of Markeith or one of the sorry, one of Markeith or Dwayne Deadbon. I mean, you you may not need a whole lot more than that. You, you know, yeah. if if you can get you know spot minutes from Max Strews, or they got this guy uh, Yurtseven <laughs> that they're excited about too. But the depth in the regular season. You know these Jimmy, Jimmy, and um, and Lowry are are both older guys, and they're going to put a lot of you know a lot of wear and tear on their bodies. So I think that's why the regular season to me is a little bit more concerning because the defense won't be quite as important, and it's not going to be as locked down as it will be in the playoffs. But they're just going to struggle to score, and they don't have a whole lot of uh, a lot of you know depth on that team to sustain any significant injury. So that's, that's my concern. They're still going to be a great team. Um, so, but I, I think they may be a little bit more underwhelming in the win column during the regular season than, you know, than, than the national consensus seems to be. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, like I said, I, I'm, I've just grown to really like respect Jimmy to the point where um, when he's got some guys around him, like I, I, I don't, I don't bet against Jimmy. I just feel like he's a guy that, that understands how to get the job done um, and, and at least yeah. compete at a high level. So I, I won't bet against them, but you're, you're completely yeah. right. And Salim, Salim says this is propaganda working on you. Oh man. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, might be. Hey, you always got to keep an open mind. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate mail, but I'll keep an open mind um, because, you know, these are, these are not our teams. These are other people. So this is just based on what we've watched and what we've seen. I'm sure someone with more in-depth knowledge about these specific teams will, will have, you know, concerns or criticisms of this or, or we'll have answers to some of the concerns that we have uh, just like we do for the bulls. Right. Um, Okay. Whose turn is it? Is it, I think it's your turn. It's mine, yeah. yeah. So for mine, my next one. So for me, like on the rankings that we're going to show later, it, it won't reflect what I'm going to say right now. But I think I think if if what I'm going to say right now is the deal, I think they'll take another step. But uh, the Celtics for me. Um, I know that Dennis Schroeder is not liked by many uh, just because of, you know, he, he turned a lot of people off because of betting on himself. Uh, and, and also I know there are things that I didn't, I just learned about from a few people about what he has you know done, I guess, to, what type of person he is to his team that he owns in uh, Germany, I believe it is. So uh, it ha- this has nothing to do with that, but um, I just feel like, He's at, he's going to add something that this team needs, and if they're uh, going to start Marcus Smart at point guard, even bringing him uh, Dennis Schroeder off the bench is going to be really nice because I think that point of attack defense from him and just 
the ability to tack downhill brings another aspect to that team. And if they can gel, if, if Jason Tatum is 100% and Jalen Brown is ready to go, uh, Robert Robert Williams is is, is another uh, interesting player. Like, I just feel like the Celtics are going to be a team to watch as well in the East in terms of getting to that, you know, in top four level. I think uh, top four, top five. Um, I think that's a team you're going to have to watch out for, uh, you know, um, and I'm just saying, man, I, <clears throat> I just I just like what the Celtics have. Um, and that, that's more so what uh, one of the teams I'm looking at in terms of like five surprises, because I think there are a lot of people that are down on them because of uh, roster construction and, and things like that. So uh, I, I think I'm just on the opposite end of the spectrum there. I think when you have two guys like J Jason Tatum um, and Jalen Brown, um, <laughs> you can't go wrong too much there. Um, you, you just have to continue to fill, uh, fill in around them. And, and I think that um, Aaron Neesmith is somebody I, I, can, I, I expect to take another step. Um, I really like Peyton Pritchard as well. Um, but Dennis Schroeder is somebody that I look at adding some, some, adding something to that team. I just don't think that he, he was a fit for the Lakers in terms of he, he's a guy that needs the ball a little bit more. And, and as we know, uh, LeBron is, is the dominant, the dominant one. And, and Jason Tatum is also somebody that needs the ball, but I think Dennis is somebody that can fit a little bit more, uh, with Jay, uh, with, Jalen and, and Jason more than uh, Bron in those boys. So um, I just like the Celtics going forward. Um, and, and I think they're going to really have a good season. Yeah. I mean, they, they had a lot of reasons for their downturn last season. I mean, Jason Tatum had COVID and was like on an inhaler yeah. uh, at different points. And they've, you know, they've, they've beefed up that depth. I mean, I, I agree. I think Schroeder is going to have a great season with them and it's a great price that they brought him in for, um, you know, Marcus Smart just signed extension, and so did Robert Williams, Time Lord. <laughs> I, I do think that the the defense will be good. The offense, the 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 issue I've always had with the offense is if Jason Tatum is your best passer, mm -hmm. I don't think it's good. You need someone else. You need someone else to be your best passer. Uh, and I know it wasn't representative of his passing ability, but if you watch him in the play in the <laughs> in Team USA, man, it just you know it was it was representative of a lot of the struggles that the Celtics have had with their passing. They've 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 always struggled with that. So, mm -hmm. but I agree, having Shooter on the floor makes that. I mean, their their guard and wing rotations. Um, that they're well, not their wing necessarily rotation. They did bring in Josh Richardson, which I think is going to help. Yes, the, but as you mentioned, Eastman's going to take another step. Peyton Pritchard, but their guard, like shooting guard, point guard, I think they've got a great rotation there. Um, the the concern I have is the front court. You know, uh, Time Lord's got to stay healthy. Mm -hmm. he's, he's you know he's got to keep getting better. And his Cantor, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why Portland and the Celtics just keep swapping him back and forth. <laughs> Oh man, Al Horford. I know, I know. I love Al Horford. I think he's a great player, but you know he's getting older. So I think I think the depth there, and you know they got you know Juan Turner Gomez and Grant Williams as backups, uh, and Jabari Parker, a friend Jabari Parker, is still there. <laughs> so we'll see. But I mean, I think they're going to be good. I think I I think they're in the same. T 
here as the Bulls. And I think the Celtics on paper are are a little bit deeper and have a little bit less defensive con- defensive concerns. Yeah. But I don't think that they can pump out points like the Bulls are gonna going to do this year. So it's gonna be it's gonna be, I think that's gonna be a great battle and a great kind of measuring stick for the Bulls this year is is where the Celtics are at. So I agree with you. I, I've kind of gone both ways on them. I thought maybe they'd be worse than I thought or better than I thought, but ultimately like they, they kind of stayed right there. They've kind of stayed right there with, with yeah. the Bulls and uh, there's the, and my next team um, that I'm gonna talk about that I'm that I'm up on. So it's and it's the Indiana Pacers. Mm. The Pacers somehow get slept on every single year, every year. Every year, people are like, "Oh, it's the Pacers. They're going to be, you know, a middling Eastern Conference playoff team." And la la la. But they just added, they just added Rick Carlisle. Yeah. And I know we just got news within the last couple of weeks that uh, Aaron Sumner. I'm sorry if I'm saying that. It is I Sumner, right? I think it's Edmund. Yeah. yeah. Edmund, sorry, <laughs> not Ed. Yeah, I was like, I know I said that wrong. Edmund Sumner just tore his Achilles, so that's obviously awful. And then I know they've been waiting on TJ Warren to come back from his injury, but he's having some setbacks, which is taking longer to heal than they wanted. So the injury concern is there because, um, you know, especially Warren, that's their, that's their starting small forward. Um, And they did lose Doug McDermott who brought a lot of shooting off the bench, but I think we didn't get to see a lot of Karis Levert or TJ Warren last year. And both those are really, really quality players. And you got a starting five of, you know, Brogdon, Levert, Warren, Sabonis, and Turner. That's a really quality starting five. You got McConnell off the bench, Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday. Um, they brought in Tory Craig, who I really liked and thought would be a good, you know, bench option for the Bulls. And, um, you know, Chris Duarte is basically already an NBA veteran at this point with his age. So I love that dude, man. <laughs> but I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be right in that mix with the Bulls and the Celtics and the Knicks. I think they're going to be right there. I just, I trust, I trust the coaching and those guys have been together that the core has been together for a few years and they can play. They can play. I know they've been trying to trade one of Sabonis or Turner for as long as I can remember (laughs) for some reason, but yeah, it's a good, it's just a good quality, solid team. There's not, you know, there's not a superstar or a rising superstar. I think, you know, Sabonis is probably the closest you could get to that conversation, but they're just going to be, I think they're just going to be solid again and they're going to be a little underrated. So I don't know what you think about the the Pacers, but that's, that's kind of where I'm at with them. No, man, I, I love the Pacers. Um, I, I just feel like when you, it's almost, it's an, it's an upgrade. I, I hate saying this about my guy KP, but it's an upgrade going from 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 KP to to uh, Domas because Domas can do so many different things, man. Like he could shoot, he yeah. could shoot the three, but he's also somebody you can have be your hub, and 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 he's a great passer, great rebounder. He, he lacks on the defensive end, but um, he's a great player. And then you add, you know, you're gonna have a healthy Brogdon, you're gonna have a healthy Karras. Um, you know, hopefully TJ Warren comes back. I yep. mean, the t- Miles Turner, rim protector, you know, like there's so many good things about that Pacers team um, that, you know, and, and, and also you got to think about too something is that uh, 
the the coaching change you know like th that is something that they needed um and i think it's going to be something that rejuvenates rejuvenates his team and um that's a team that i'm i'm really worried about as a bulls fan like yep. i'm a little worried about the the, the pacers i really am i'm too yeah so, i mean they're gonna be right there yeah definitely well, i also uh, sorry to cut you off, but I think it was either Caitlin Cooper or Mark Schindler, or probably both of them, mentioned the defensive schemes that were run by uh, Nate Bjorken were mm -hmm. were pretty complicated and had Sabonis running, like yeah. traveling. One, like I can't remember if it was the most miles in the league, but it was up there, and he, they were just overtaxing them. I think on the defensive end, if they can simplify that and and have Rick Carlisle you know, set it up in the right way. I, I think I, I listened to um, Brogdon. He was on the Woj podcast in the last few weeks or so, and they were talking about that as well. I, I think, I think they can be, they're, they're definitely a team that I'm, I'm a little worried about in the, in the central division. Yeah, no, I, you know, it's funny. It's like, I always, I always like thought about them, but like, as we talk about them now, I'm like, gosh, man, that team is going to be, it's going to be tough, man, especially with Carlisle. It's, you know, it's going to be tough. But um, for – are we done on, on the Pacers? Yeah, I think I'm good there. Um, so for my – are we on our last? Is this our fifth? Yeah, so we had we had one overlap each with the with the Heat and the Knicks. So I so, think we can, we can pick another team if you want at the end of this. So I, this team I wanted to talk about – there was another team I wanted to talk about, but – it's too hot. It's it's too hot. I I I, I don't want to bring that up. But uh, the Timberwolves, right? I, I I just they're intriguing to me because. Thank you, Jalen Noel, uh, and um, why am I blinking on um, on my boy's name? Oh my gosh! Uh, Wait, Vanderbilt McDaniel's McDaniel's. Yeah. Oh man, that dude's gonna be good, um, and he's a great. He's a pretty good defender as well. And, and you add in. Hopefully, hopefully, a healthy D'Lo, right? Yeah. And 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 Cat and Anthony Edwards, like that team is intriguing, and I could see them uh, fighting for a play-in spot in the West. So I'm just, I don't know, man. Like I, I like I like that team when they're healthy. They're they're very talented. They got some. They got an injection of young talent that that can contribute. Um. I like that team, man. It's funny you say that. That was that was my team. I, <laughs> I think that I think the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to make the play-in at least. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to be a play-in team, and I think they're going to win. I think they're going to be the seventh or eighth seed at the end of that too. I just everything you said. I, you know, when Chris Finch is is I think the the right coach for them. I think Patrick Beverly is going to bring something for them defensively. Yeah. And when Russell and Towns and Edwards played together, they were really, really good. They just didn't almost ever play all together. Yeah. And then, I mean, Malik Beasley, Jaden McDaniels, Jared Vanderbilt, now and as you read, like Jalen Noah, Josh Okogie, these guys, I mean, they got quality, good, young, productive depth. They're, they're, they're a sleeper. Like a lot of people don't think they're going to do much, but I think they're better than the Pelicans. I think they're better than the Grizzlies and the Kings and probably the Spurs too. I mean, and definitely the Spurs. I just – they're gonna be. They're gonna be right there. In, in my opinion, I think they're gonna be in that mix. They're. They're just. They're gonna be well coached. They're gonna. You know, they've got. 
I, I think uh, Anthony Edwards is going to be really good. Towns obviously is one of the most talented offensive players in the league. And I think yeah. if, you know, with, with guys like McDaniels and Okogi and Vanderbilt um, and Reed around him, I think that's going to help the defensive yeah. woes. And obviously having, having Beverly at the point of attack is, is yeah. going to be really nice. I know they had Rubio Rubio is also a good point of attack defender, but you know, I, I think they're going to be they're got, They've got depth. They've, they're going to do it. I That's really I hope they, they tap into uh, using cat as like a, a hub. I, I really love, you know, what he can possibly do in that role. And, and, and he's shown some, he's shown in flashes, like when they have used him in that, in that role that he can be really, really fun to watch. And I, I love cat, man. Like I, I, I'm a huge cat guy, you know, big blue nation, shout out Kentucky. But anyway, uh, <laughs> no man, but but uh, you brought up Grizzlies. Uh, I love the Grizzlies, and I, that that that's another team that I like. I, I do like the Grizzlies. Uh, I love Desmond Maine, as uh, <laughs> say, you know what I mean. But uh, but but I, I love what they have there. Um, I I think the Grizzlies, it, for me, they're in like that same kind of tier for me. Um, you know, but that that's just because I, I just like Taylor Jenkins. I love him as a coach. I love the the long bench of guys that could, you know, just be contributors. Um, obviously, job he takes another step. JJJ if he can stay healthy. I just I just like what they they can bring. That that's that's where I am right now. All right, so I'm a little down on the Grizzlies, and, and here's why. I think mm-hmm. they're really gonna miss Jonas Valanciunas. Mm-hmm. I think Adams is – I've always been a big fan of Stephen Adams. I always wanted him on the Bulls for a long time. But I think I think Valanciunas is just, was just a better fit for that team. And the, the, the thing about the Grizzlies is they have like 13 to 15 quality rotation players, but they don't have – they need to consolidate that talent. And they, they keep putting it off. And every offseason move was just kind of the continuation of – having just just having guys on the roster and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me maybe they're they're trying to push for something big um you know and Morant's going to get better I like John Morant a lot Dylan mm-hmm. Brooks has showed that he's been better than his his reputation I think at times yeah Slomo Slomo's good I, I I still believe Jaron Jackson Jr I still believe that he's the best big in that draft, even mm-hmm. though Aiton just had an amazing season. <laughs> I still yeah. believe in, in Jaron Jackson Jr. a lot, but he hasn't been able to stay very healthy and he's, you know, he's had his own struggles. Um, as you mentioned, they got Desmond Bain, Brandon Clark, like D'Anthony Melton, Tyus Jones. Like these are good guys, <laughs> but they just, I feel like they just need an infusion of talent, uh, a consolidation of talent at some point. Mm-hmm. And that point was last season for me. Um, and they're still continuing with, with this charade. I just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> maybe it's coming. Maybe it's coming at the deadline. But I, I'm still just. I just don't quite get it. And I think Jenkins is a fine coach. Uh, I think they're going to be in that mix, right? That kind of like yeah. eight to twelve range yeah, in, in, in the West. Yeah. Um, let's see. Is there any other team? I know because we we just we had my Minnesota Timberwolves too. That was like that was the one I was really excited about. All these teams, 
Okay, you know what? I'm just gonna say it. I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it and let's hear the hot take. I'm sure. I don't even know what you're. I don't even know unless you're saying the Bulls are gonna be under 500. I have no idea what you could say no. that could be that spicy. No. Um. The Hawks. I. Okay. I I don't think like obviously they're a playoff team. I'm not I'm not going that that that's too far. But I, I don't – I'm not as that high. Like, everybody just assumes that since they did all these things last season that they're just – they're going – you know, they're, they're, they're skyrocketing. But yeah. I just find it – I just feel like I under, there's just so much of a burden for Trey to, to make that engine go. And, and I know Kevin Herter. People are going to bring up Kevin Herter. Uh, but, like, I just need to see another year of it. I, I need to see and, and another Hunter. year. Yeah, and Hunter, but you know that we'll we'll see. Like again, like those are two guys. Like again, you just you just need to see more. Like they did play well when they were in there and, and everything, but I just need to see more. I, I guess I should say another uh, another year of it. I, I'm just not ready to just slap that. You know, they're a top three seed. You know, uh, on them yet. I, I'm just. Not yet. I need to see more of it. And again, like I just feel like there's just so much for Trey. Um, and uh, what are they going to do? Are they going to, you know, bring Sharif off the bench and, and play the same type of role with Sharif? Or, you know, I, I just need to see uh, see it again. And maybe I'm being too much of a skeptic, but that that's just me. I just need to see just another year. Just this punch me in the face of re- like this is what we're going to be. And yeah, you know, so that's just where I'm at. Okay, so I'm. I- I have the opposite opinion on the Hawks that I did with the Heat. Mm-hmm. I think the Hawks are going to be better in the regular season, but a worse playoff team, and or less of less of a threat in the, in the playoff team as a playoff team. I share some of the concerns. My my main concern with the Hawks is they have one star, and it's he's you know still one of the worst defenders for his position. I don't think he's. I don't think he can get much better because of his size. Yeah. Obviously, his his offense has exploded, uh, especially the second half of last year. In the playoffs, he was incredible. I mean, it's nothing short of incredible. But there's no other stars on that team, and I don't think that anyone even projects to be a star on that team. There's some guys you could talk yourselves into, but no one, no one in the immediate future that's like that's their number two guy, right? Like. Collins is pretty. Collins is really good. Like they, the high level role players, Collins, you know, Herder, Bogdanovich, Capella. These are all really good, you know, high quality role players and starters in the mm-hmm. league. But they don't have that second guy. And helo centric offenses, I'm not convinced by them. I'm just not convinced. Like multiple ball handlers is a great thing to have. So I know they brought Delon Wright. I like Delon Wright. I think he's yeah. going to help them. And they've got so much wing depth. And as you mentioned, Herder's really, really good. DeAndre Hunter's good. Cam Reddish, you know, had some moments. And if he can stay healthy, if those guys can all stay healthy, I think that they've got the depth and enough talent around Trey for Trey to be a sufficient offensive engine and for them to rack up the wins in the regular season. So I think they're going to – they were at like a 46, 47 win pace mm-hmm. uh, if you convert it to an 82-game season. I think they're, I think they're going to do – a little bit better than that this year. So even though the rest of the East got better and they did, they didn't improve their roster really significantly. Um, I, I do think, I mean, they did bring in, um, they brought in my favorite guy, Gorgie, Gorgie Jang yeah. uh, to be a backup for Fronyeko Kongu. 
Um, so they've got the depth. I think their regular season is going to be good. I think they're going to be uh, – I'll, I'll reveal it soon, but I've got them ranked third as far as the seedings because I think they're going to have a good regular season record. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that they are as threatening in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to go as far this year as they did last year, and I don't think they're going to be as threatening in the playoffs. I think other teams got better, and I think teams can plan for Trey uh, on the defensive end a lot better than they did in uh, you know in the last playoffs. They, they're not going to be caught by surprise again. Yeah. Now everyone's got, everyone <clears throat> knows, right? So I, I, they got to prove it again. I don't. I'm not a huge doubter of them. I just think they've got to prove it. And I think there's some limitations on the talent of that roster overall. They're really deep and a good, lots of quality players, but they don't have that second guy. And I, and, and Trey is just so limited on, on the opposite end that he's never going to be that two way star that you really, yeah. really need. Now his offense is so good. It may not matter like Dame, right? Like Dame is a hor- horrific defender, but he's so good offensively that, you know, that he's yeah. carried his teams anyway, but that's my concern with the Hawks. So I'm kind of with you. I don't think it's that hot of a take. I don't think it's that hot of a take, Claire. I think. Thank, you, thank goodness. Um, no, I. I guess it's another thing too. Is like with this, the way that uh, Nate McMillan used, you know, used Trey and just really bought into him being, like you said, that, that heliocentric offense. Um, I think a lot of teams. I think he kind of lucked out, you know, in terms of, you know, playing teams that he could rest on, on the defensive side, you know, the yeah. ball. And I don't know what teams are going to do. Maybe they just won't focus much on that because it's regular season. But I mean, I, I just wonder like how teams are going to start playing this team with, with more tape on how they're going to play going forward um, and things like that. But like, again, like you said, you brought up players like Bogey and, Kevin Herter, those are guys that that can you know also run some pick and roll and and get their own shot. And so I mean, it's just more more so for me. Like I, I just I I need to see I, the people are just handing them, you know that they're yeah. gonna be. You know I just need to see it. Like I, you know I just need to see it. That's all it is for me. I just need to see yeah. it again. And and you're right about the the teams that I mean they they played the Knicks. You could hide him on multiple guys. They play the Sixers. Who you, you could hide on multiple guys. If they run into the Nets mm-hmm. or the Bulls, you know, like I or the Celtics, it's going to be a lot harder for them to hide guys to hide Trey on, on a guy like who you, the Bulls starting line. Who do you hide Trey on? Patrick Williams might <laughs> be your best bet, and then Patrick Williams is going to have a field day in the post with them. Like, so I, I think. I think that they can suffer a little bit from what the Bulls did with Derrick Rose as their main offensive hub in yeah. the playoffs, which is if you shut down Rose or if you shut down Trey, you're going to have a lot harder time scoring. And, and if you if you can shut him down on offense or, or limit him on offense and make the other people work in pick and roll and, and beat the ball handler, and you, you can't hide Trey on defense, I think in a playoff series it's going to be a lot tougher for them you know, to make it that far. So, yeah, I mean, I know, I know our friend Andrew Kelly is going to ban us for this conversation, but <laughs> yeah, but it's true. I mean, all I he's him. all about the Hawks. Yeah. I mean, we are, we, this is, this is why fandom is fun, right? We're all in on the bulls. I, I think oh, yeah. the bulls have a lot of talent, but the bulls have to prove it too, right? You're talking about the Hawks having to prove exactly. it. The Hawks have proven 
a lot more than the Bulls have. Yeah, no, I mean, they can. It's it's more so. Well, here's the deal: is like, obviously, we can't say, you know, oh, you know, we're gonna be this and that because we haven't done it. But I, I just. For me, I I think it's just more so the Twitter world, the Twitterverse, like just seeing all these 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 takes, man. And, and I just need to see it. I, I really do. Like I just, you know, we haven't had the team, you know, to really compete at that level in order to to really talk trash, you know. But like I, I just need to see some of these takes, uh, you know. T- I, I, that's all I'm gonna say. I just need to see it again. Like I, I need to see if this is for real. You know, uh, I don't want to use I don't want to just throw this out there, but like this new uh, the new rule in terms of fouls, like is is he going to be as effective as getting to the line? Be, you know, without yeah. that, you know, now and, and just need I just need to see what, what it's going to look like, because, you know, uh, I don't know, man. Like, yes, obviously, team, you can you can, on paper. Right. And, and you can say, oh, they have the wing depth. They have. Um, you know, the guard rotation, you know, all these things, but like you got, we, you have to see it. Like, are they going to, are they going to be a complacent team? Are they going to be set, you know, a team coming in think they're just going to steamroll guys. And, and I just need to see like what the mentality is going to be. I need to see if they're really built, you know, to continue to, to be a powerhouse. So that that's just all I'm saying. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying, you know, well, the, the bulls are going to be, you know, t- they're going to be the top three seed, no. and the Hawks still got to prove that they could still be. No, I, no. I'm, I'm being realistic. Yeah, yeah, so they got to prove it. And this is why predictions are—they're fun, right? We're we're going to be wrong on a ton of things, mm-hmm. which is, it's just the nature of predictions. I mean, you got draft people who spend zillions of hours going up, pouring over each pro- each prospect, and you've got all thirty teams doing the same thing. And they still blow it all the time. Like it's just it's just the way this kind of business goes. So this is this is definitely not our usual style of a, of an episode. Like mm-hmm. we're we're usually very fact and evidence and analytics based stuff, and like <laughs> what we've actually seen. We're, yeah. This is you know this is all conjecture. So, but it's fun. It's fun to to kind of think about where these things stack up and where things because I didn't I didn't talk to you about this before, so I didn't know what you thought about the Hawks or the the Heat or the Knicks or the Timberwolves. I didn't know you were as high on the Timberwolves as I was, you know. So it's kind of fun to, to find out that, you know, a basketball mind that I trust and respect, you know, has some of the same opinions as me. So that's kind of fun. Uh, oh, no. Santiago had a good question here. He says, I wonder where you guys might rank Billy Donovan amongst the East's coaches. Ooh. This is yeah. tough. I, I would say not super highly, actually. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I don't know, like if we, if we run through the, the playoff teams in the East, right. They were, you know, Nets, Bucks, Hawks, Sixers, um, he's not high. <laughs> Celtics. He's, he's, um, <laughs> no, he's not higher on that. I mean, that list, right. Like, I don't know a whole lot about Steve Nash. Still. Exactly. Like right. he's kind of a wild card, but I would say Bud is better. And yeah. I mean, obviously, Spoh's better. And yeah. I think now the Celtics have Ime Odoka. He's a new coach. So I would, you know, you there's some questions there. Yep. I'm surprised, actually, I forgot to mention that when we talked about the Celtics earlier, that, you know, that new coach, it could be a bump or it could be, you know, Brad Stevens could be, you know, that franchise coach that you let go in the front office and then your team falls apart. Who knows? Um, I, I think but, it also too. Uh, not to cut you off, my bad, man. Um, no but 
like if you got thinking about it, uh, like uh, overall coach, or defensive coach, you know, like the yeah. only, you know, I think where he would rank highest is if we were talking about like a defensive coach, but like, you know, schematics, you know, uh, ATOs, he's not going to rank that high. He's just, he's, he's, he's not. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I think he's a good defensive coach. I think he's in the top, definitely in the top half of the league in defensive coaches. And I think, so Salim says he's better than Doc Rivers. I think I would probably, okay. Maybe that's a hot take for me, but I think he's better than Doc Rivers. I've never been impressed with Doc Rivers as a coach, especially in X's and O's. Now what Doc is good at is managing personalities, mm-hmm. especially star personalities. But Billy Donovan has also shown an ability to do that as well with with his time in OKC. So I would I would say I would agree with you that X's nose wise, I don't think Billy Donovan is especially complicated or you know I don't know like he's not going to outwit you in an X's nose thing in a game, but he has shown an ability to put together schemes that work really well, and he gets buy in from his personnel to those schemes. So he's there's different types of coaches, and I think managing the personalities and getting people to buy in is probably a, a much bigger and more important job than the X's and O's. But you also yeah. need the X's and O's guys. So it could be one of your assistants. Yeah. You know, assistant coaches that, that really shines on that. Um, but Billy has never been, yeah, the ATO's has never been his strength. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> And that may sound harsh, but it's but it, it's 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 really not. I mean, I, I, this this dude is he's been a part of some teams like in Oklahoma City that have been great defensive teams and uh, teams that have made a, a push for playoffs, got into the playoffs. So like you can't you can't uh, knock that. You know you can't knock them for that. So I mean, the the deal is, man. It's like you said, Chris. Like you gotta you gotta have, be a coach that can get buy in from the guys. Like he may not be great at X's and O's, but like basketball is one of the sports like uh different from football different from baseball you know like if you have guys that you know that that kind of means more almost you know in terms of like like you can draw up the best defensive scheme but if you have guys that just are great tough shot makers guys that can just break defenses down and bend defenses because of their, their talent i mean that that's that's what you need more so you know because brad stevens he may be a hell of a coach, but if he's running around with Ty Lue's and 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 Greg Oster tags, you know, like you're not going to look that good. You're, you know, you, your stuff may look good on the board, but you don't have the guys to run it. You know, but um, yeah. as long as you have the guys, like, and, and you're a people, people, a player coach, I think that matters. I think that's what matters. Yeah, I think. I don't think Billy is going. I'll say this: I don't think Billy is going to be any sort of significant detriment to our ability to compete in the playoffs. I know his playoff record has not been sterling, but in my experience watching him coach this last year, I have confidence enough that he's going to put guys in positions to succeed and they've got talent. They've, I'm, I don't think he's going to be a detriment. It's very rare now, like in the last year or two, I think they've really gotten rid of the last bad coaches um, most of the coaches, I mean, like 25 of the coaches in the league are really, really good. And five of them are probably like unproven, right? Like yeah. Steve Nash, you just don't know. Yeah. But there's very, it's very rare that you have a really bad coach. I think there's one coach I can think of right now that I would consider not a good coach at all. Um, 
and that's I would say Luke Walton is probably that that only guy <laughs> that I could really think of that that the Kings needed coaching change in my opinion. But yeah, other than that, I mean Billy Donovan, he's he's probably in like the fifteen to twenty two range for me, somewhere in there, and probably in the kind of the the later end of that. <laughs> that that's fine. I mean that's fine. Right, like, right, right. It does. It's not going to kill you. Um, okay, let's see. Did you finish your West standings? I did not, but I haven't. <laughs> I, I, I like. I have the in my phone. I have the the the, the uh, rankings and the the records, but yeah. wasn't able to get them. Get okay, them so we'll just we just we just won't show the graphic then, and we'll just we'll just roll through them. So. All right, it's now time for the standings predictions. And we've talked about all these different teams. We ended up talking about almost half the teams in the league here. So that was that was a lot of fun to go through this. But as far as the standings predictions, um, and maybe we'll skip the specific win. Well, no, let's go. We'll, we'll go win totals if you've got them. So mm-hmm. here's my East prediction. So I've got the, the, the I almost said New Jersey Nets, <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets. At, I think they're going to win 55 games. I think they're more talented than a 55-win team, but I don't think they're going to be prioritizing regular season wins at all. Um, same for the Bucks. I've got them at 53 wins. Um, same kind of thing. I don't think they're going to be prioritizing that. But they're just yeah. they're solid. They're both really solid teams. I think they're the two clear favorites in the East to come out of the East. Uh, and and the Nets are the one team I really think out of the entire league that I would most expect to win a championship next year if healthy. So yeah. um, that's where I've got them. And so that's that tier for me. That first tier is the Nets and the Bucks. Same. And then my second tier, I've got the Hawks in third, and I've got them at 49 wins. I've also got the Sixers at fourth with 49 wins, and I've got the Heat fifth at 48 wins these three teams are my next tier because they are more proven playoff teams that should have well at least the heat and the hawks should have better health or records or both the sixers were the number one seed in the standings i have them a little bit lower and i I probably would i wouldn't argue if i had them uh fifth instead of fourth here Mm -hmm. Just because, in fact, I think I had them fifth and fourth, and I think I swapped them at the last minute because of the Ben Simmons thing, personally. Yeah. So that's where I've got them. So, um, and then my next tier, I've got the Bulls at forty-eight wins, the Celtics at forty-seven wins, the Knicks at forty-six wins, and the Pacers at forty-five wins. So I did not have a lot of separation between these, but I just thought, as far as the talents concerned. I, that's the order I would put those teams in, Bulls, Celtics, Knicks, Pacers. And I think I might even put the Pacers over the Knicks just because I I do believe in Rick Carlisle's ability to get – the thing is I believe in Rick Carlisle as a playoff coach more than I believe in Tibbs, but I believe yeah. in Tibbs's obsession to for regular season wins more than I believe <laughs> in, in Carlisle. So that's, that's where I've got those. So those are my – and then my my other play-in team is in the Wizards. I've got it 39 with the Hornets 11th at 38 wins, Raptors at 34 wins. So those 
those 12 teams, I think, all have a chance to make the play-in. Like, I think that the the Raptors and the Hornets, have a, they, could, they could surprise us and, and beat out one of these other teams for those last spots. Yeah. But I do think that, you know, because this is a Bulls podcast, I do think the Bulls are clearly better than the pace than sorry than the Wizards, Hornets, and Raptors. Yeah, I don't see them sliding into that tier unless there's some serious health concern. Um, and then to round out the, the rest of my East in the last tier, I have the Cavs at 33 wins, Pistons at 26 wins, and Magic at 21 wins. So I think our our East tiers are probably going to be fairly similar, but that's that's kind of the tiers I've got them in. I think the Raptors and the Cavs are kind of more in this similar tier, but I believe in the Raptors a little bit more yeah. than I do the the Cavs. Even though I think the Cavs are going to be fun, that the East is just too good for them to rack up easy wins. Yeah, no, um, I think we're about the same. Like the Nets, to me, like I was just looking at the roster um, obviously earlier, but just now, <laughs> I just don't understand I, what is cap space. But anyway. Um, like Patty Mills, <laughs> Paul Millsap. It's fake. Uh, to go along with, with with what they already had. I mean, even like DeAndre Bembry, who's who's a guy that I would have liked to have on the Bulls as well. Like I, I just like this team. Um, like even you know. Anyway, yeah. So I got them at fifty-seven wins. I could see them easily getting sixty if they really like were healthy and they cared about it. Um. Then I have the Bucks. Um, same, I believe, fifty-three wins. This is where this is where we dif- differ. I have the Heat uh, as a third seed with fifty. I have the Hawks uh, with just just under, may- maybe about the same, fifty or forty-nine wins. Seventy-sixers uh, after that, forty-eight. Then I have the Bulls at forty-seven. Celtics at forty-six. Then I have the Pacers, uh, forty-five okay. wins, and then the Knicks with forty-four wins. I kind of switched those up. Um, then the Wizards. That this is where it was hard for me because the Hornets. I've, I I could totally see like Lamelo yep. taking another step and just really putting this team on his back and, and making this team, you know, go. You know, um, but I just said, you know, let me go with the vet, uh, the, the veteran team, and uh, with the Wizards. So I took the Wizards at, at that tenth seed at thirty nine wins, uh, thirty nine or forty wins, uh, anywhere around there. Um, and then follow that up with the Hornets, Raptors, Pistons, Cavs, Magic. Um, yeah, I think we're pretty close. Even though you've got you've got the Heat at fifty wins, we both got the Hawks at forty nine wins. So I'm two wins less than you on the Heat, one win more than you on the Sixers, and then one one more each on the Bulls and Celtics. And then yeah, you've got the Pacers and Knicks swapped. As I said, I. I'm. I could see those going either way with the yeah. Knicks and the Pacers, and I could see it going either way with the Bulls and the Celtics too. Exactly. So I, the, the exactly. East is tough, man. The East is. is tough. It is. Like if the, like if the Pacers ended up being the fourth seed, would that blow your mind? Probably not. Like no, no. I, I, there's gonna be there's gonna be a couple teams that are really disappointed in their seeding yeah. <laughs> this season. Because someone's going to end up, I mean, between the Hawks, Sixers, Heat, Bulls, Celtics, Knicks, Pacers, Wizards, Hornets, Raptors, only four of those teams are going to be 
in like in the playoffs for sure. Yeah. And yeah, also that's crazy. Something that just popped in my head. Are they are they really going to be doing these like mid-season tournaments? I hope not. It sounds really dumb, but I guess there's some prize money. Oh, what's up, Grant? I just saw your message. Welcome to Oakland Bulls 101. What's <laughs> it's, up, brother? It's, it's, now, it's now past midnight. It's now Sunday morning for you, for you guys in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, Salim's right. Bulls in four. It's, it's all it's that matters. Clock, baby. But you, I could see, I could totally see the Bulls having a great regular season record. Mm-hmm. Just, just really because their talent offensively, I can't think of a trio outside the Nets that has as much offensive firepower as Demar, uh, Levine, and Vooch. Like other than the Nets, and like maybe like the Nuggets, if MPJ, if if Murray's healthy and MPJ takes another step, I, I could think you know they might be another trio. But and the Bulls are going to have a smoking offense this year. It's just a matter. I think they might have a slow start getting yeah. it together, but. If they can get it together early, they're gonna man, they're gonna be really good offensively, and I think defensively gonna be just fine. So, all right, so that's the that's the East. I you know as we're, we're gonna go over the West now. So if you guys in the comments have any have any reaction to the East that you want to talk to us about or any questions about what we what we said, um, let us know. All right, so here's the West. You want to go first with the West since I did the East first? Sure. Um, I uh, let me pull it up here. Um, so I went uh, Jazz for – I got them at the one seed um, with 52 wins. Um, and then I went with the Suns, uh, 51 wins. Uh, Lakers, this is where I struggled because – I shouldn't say I struggled, but I thought about the Nuggets uh, because I just – if Murray is healthy and I like the trajectory that, that MPJ is on, um, Aaron signing Aaron Gordon, extending him – um, yeah. him, you know, having him play the four, I really like the Nuggets. Uh, but I went with the Lakers because honestly, they're old. They may be old. That may LeBron be James. They, they may be. They may all be AARP card soon. But uh, or right now. But th- these dudes, if if they could, they buy in and you know they just do what they're good at i mean this team is going to be something something to watch but uh yeah so lakers uh had them at 47 wins nuggets at 45 wins at the fourth seed at the mavs at the five seed uh with 45 wins then at the blazers at 43 wins as a six seed the warriors just outside um and and i could see the warriors and blazers just battling all season for that six seed um, I had the Clippers uh, at eight, uh, 38 wins. Uh, I had the Grizzlies at nine with 35 wins. Pelicans at the 10th seed uh, with 34 wins. And I actually might switch them with the Kings because I, like, I think I like the Kings a bit, a little bit better. But uh, yeah, so Kings at the 10th seed, Kings at the 11th seed with 33 wins. Pelicans at 34 wins, my bad. Uh, the 12th seed is the Timberwolves at 33 and 49. Um, but as we talked about before, uh, the Timberwolves are going to be a little bit higher on my list uh, coming into wait the a minute, season. Wait a minute. You've got them at 12th, though? Yeah. Well, that, this is this is like before I really uh, talked about it with you. I, I talked myself into them being a little bit higher. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I, I just – because as we started talking, I started to like think about it. I'm like, eh, yeah, 
But this is a this is my list I did earlier today. Uh, I think the only difference would be the Timberwolves would probably be a little bit higher. I probably have them at the uh, ninth seed. Um, move the Grizzlies down to ten. Uh, Pelicans to the eleventh. Um, uh, Spurs at thirteenth uh, seed uh, uh, with thirty-one wins. At the Rockets with twenty-six wins, and the Thunder with twenty-one wins. Dang, we are, we are again really similar. I think on the West as well. So here's here's my West. I've got the Suns uh, in the first seed at fifty-two. Jazz at fifty-one in the second. So I just swapped those two teams. You had mm-hmm. the opposite. You had you know one win more for uh, the Jazz and one less for the Suns. I also had the Lakers third at forty-seven wins. I don't think they're going to care about the seeding that much. Um, then I got the Nuggets at fourth, just like you do, forty-five wins. It's just the Jamal Murray injury. If Jamal Murray was healthy, I'd probably have them second, yeah. maybe third. Yeah, and they still they still could, still could, but I also don't think they care so much about seeding. The Mavericks, I also have forty five wins, so they're my fifth. I have the Warriors sixth at forty three wins, Blazers seventh at forty one wins. This is also a nearly optimal outcome for the Bulls getting that pick if they end up being <laughs> the seventh seventh seed or eighth seed. So I, I made them the seventh seed so they have a chance. Even if they blow the first game, they can come in and, and slide into that eighth spot and give the Bulls like the 15th pick in the draft. So I'm, I'm stoked about that. That's a good pick to have in this upcoming yeah. draft too. And then I've got the Clippers eighth. And this one is this one is re- this one was really hard for me, the Clippers. So I've got them at 38 wins and 44 losses, which is an under 500 team. I don't know about that. Yeah. I, I could easily see them being over 500. But that would mean some other teams really gonna have to drop. So may, that that may be where the Warriors step in, and if they're not that great, they end up being thirty-eight wins or something. Um, you know, or the Blazers implode halfway through the season and blow it up <laughs> or whatever, um, something like that. But I I feel like the the Clippers are gonna have a rougher season. I just don't know what their record's gonna be specifically. Yeah. All right. Now here's here's where I I took the leap. I have the Timberwolves ninth, and they're only at thirty-five wins, but they're ninth. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that play in and then I got the, the Pelicans at 10th with 34 wins I've got the Kings and Grizzlies right under them with 33 wins apiece as I mentioned I just don't I don't know exactly what the Grizz are doing and I don't think I think they're going to really miss Valanciunas and I don't I don't trust the Kings coaching and I don't trust the Kings and then I've got the Spurs at 31 wins. They're in the 12th spot. Uh, I'm sorry, 13th spot. Rockets 14th with 26 wins. Thunder 15th, 21 wins. So our last three are, are very similar as well. So I don't know, man. Like it's going to – I feel like there's a lot of that kind of – that solid playoff team in the East rank is really going to be a brutal stretch. It's going to yeah. be a bloodbath. And then that play-in spot – that kind of play in like Blazers, Warriors, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Clippers, like all those teams are kind of be vying for that, you know, seven through 10 spot. That's going to be tough as well. So it's going to be a really, really fun season, I think. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, I, I, you know, what's funny is doing this, it, it made me really like think about because like fantasy football, right? You, you fantasy football, like just, I, 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 you know, pick the team. I watch a lot of football because of that. 
And now I feel like since I did these predictions, I have to pay attention to a lot more teams. You're, you're more invested. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I'm just I'm, I'm going to be watching some Timberwolves games. Um, I'm going to be watching some Grizzly games. I'm going to be watching my boy PG. Um, see if he can bring out some some of that old PG that can carry a team here and there. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm going to be watching a lot of ball, man. I'm obviously going to be watching the Hawks. See if they can see if they continue to be the the, the offensive juggernaut they can they they've shown. So, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> so, what's what's your what's the team you are not going to watch? Like, what you like zero chance you're going to watch X team. Zero chance I'm going to watch. Yeah, that's a great question. I was going to say the Raptors at first, but I, I'm a huge Scotty Barnes guy, so I got to watch them. Yeah. Um, Rockets, I was going to say, but then I thought Jalen Green and, 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 and uh, oh my gosh, um, uh, Shingoon, you know? Yeah. Um, for me, I, I'm, it's probably going to surprise people, but I think it's going to be between the one that's not going to surprise people is probably the Wizards. I'm probably not going to watch any of the Wizards. But uh, the one that probably is going to surprise people is is the Pelicans. I, 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 I know people like to watch Zion, but Zion is not. If he's not doing some crazy dunk, I, I just I don't, I, I don't know, man. I'm just not a big he doesn't aesthetically like please me if that makes any sense. So I yeah. probably won't be watching a lot of the Pelicans. The Kings I'll watch because I'm a huge fan of Halliburton. I'm a huge fan of De'Aaron Fox. Um, yeah, so I, I would have to say it'd be between the Wizards and the Pelicans. For me, man, I don't think there's any chance I'm watching the Lakers this year. <laughs> I just don't. There's just nothing interesting for me on that team. I know that's like a, a that's not meant to be a slight LeBron James, but I've seen LeBron James for like 17 years, so I, there's nothing new there that I'm interested in seeing. And I've seen AD, I've seen Russ. I don't know. Like other than maybe like see how Malik Monk's defense looks. I don't know. <laughs> that's probably that's probably the extent of, yeah. of my Lakers uh, fandom this this year. And then in the East. You know what's funny is, as, as even though I'm higher on the Pacers than than most people, I don't think I'm interested in watching the Pacers at all. <laughs> 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 There's no other team that I really that really just does it for me, for some, mm-hmm. like aesthetically. I just there's just no one that's very interesting to me. They have got great players. I just don't. I don't. I just don't enjoy watching any of them. Yeah. Really, I mean, they're they're all very fundamentally solid players. There's just no pop there for me, and so that, those are probably the two teams in one in each conference that I'm just not that excited about. Teams I am excited about watching, besides you know the beloved Bulls, as Fred says, <laughs> um, the Hornets. Mm-hmm. The Hornets are fun just because Lamelo. It's Lamelo, mm-hmm. and I'm also kind of interested in watching the Magic for some oh, yeah. weird okay. reason. I want to see. I want to see how Suggs does. I want to see how Wendell performs. I got. You know, we got some. Uh, Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. Okiki. Like they got some players on there. They're, they're going to be bad, but they're going to be fun. Yeah. Plus, um, although I, 
I will say I'm a little higher on, on watching the Wizards than you. They've, I, you know, I like Dinwiddie. I like watching Dinwiddie. Um, and and Beal is obviously really fun to watch. But uh, I I'm really excited. The reason the reason I would be interested in the Wizards is because I'm I want to see how Wes Unseld does because he was the guy I wanted oh, to yeah. hire. That's a good point. And he got and I'm getting hired by the Wizards. And then in the West, the guys, the, the team I really want to watch in the West is probably going to be the Timberwolves. Yeah. And I mean, the Nuggets are obviously going to be really fun too. But I've kind of, I've kind of seen everything else. I actually am interested. Is gonna, this is gonna be um, NBA blasphemy, but I'm not kind of interested to see Rudy Gay with the Jazz because I think Ooh. it was a really solid pickup for them. Yes. Yes, no, that's a really right. solid pickup. Yeah, that's yeah. why I've got the number. That's why I've got them. Well, I've got the number two, but I the reason I got the Suns number one is because I think they may end up getting Thad. <laughs> if they get Thad, oh yeah, yeah, they're gonna smoke the regular season. I um shout out, shout out to Thad, Yon. Yeah, man. I if people are like, oh, I saw Whiteside. It's another Ripley. Nah, I'm 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 where I I like with Rudy brings he can play that small ball five and 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 you know he can make some rotations i like rudy's gonna bring another element to that team that they they needed um and that's no slight at rudy because rudy is a damn good player but but um well both rudy's and i just thought about that (laughs) go bear go bear uh that's no slider go bear um uh but but rudy rudy gay uh, is going to be a huge piece for them, I think. So, yeah, it's going to be a really fun season. This, yep, it's a really fun season. Yeah, so, I can't wait. Well, this is a fun exercise. So next week we'll have, I think we're going to have a really fun discussion next week. Uh, we're going to talk to someone you guys will know, uh, but we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> save we'll save it for later in the week. But we're going to go through some some bulls predictions. So we're going to get down to some predictions for the bulls next season. And, and uh, I can't believe it. Training camp starts in 10 days, man, 10 days. It, I can't wait. I can't even, I can't even wait for, for media day. Like, I, I like I'm, 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 like, I'm going to be there. You know, what's, like, what's, what's the next item on the list that I can check exactly. out? I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Yeah. I, mean, I can't wait for the bulls to, to play. I always say this. I always say that in September. I'm so excited. Yeah. And always by January or February, I'm like, man, I can't wait for the stupid season to be over. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I really hope, I really hope this season is not like it's been the yeah. last, you know, half decade. But man, uh, any any parting thoughts? Any final thoughts um, before we take off for the evening? Uh, man, I. I don't think I have any, man. I don't think, I, I think, uh, I think we talked about mostly everything that, uh, we could talk about. Yeah. Was it, was it fun or was it a chore to do this exercise? No, no, it was fun. I just, I just really wish this is where doing this exercise made me like respect some the the national guys even more so, you know, because even just this little ex- exercise, like just being able to, not be uh not be like an idiot basically and you're you're putting teams that that are you know gonna that should be here down here and you, you 
you know, try to be realistic. You know what I mean? And uh, it was, you know, it was tough, but it was um, tough. It was fun at the same time, you know, because then you, you're looking through rosters and you're like, oh, man, forgot they have that guy, you know, and and, and so uh, it, it's it was fun, man. I, I wouldn't mind doing this again and hopefully having more time, you know, now that my daughter's birthday is going to be by. So uh, to to really dive deep. But this was fun, man. I, uh, great idea, brother. I, I had fun. It, it, you're right. It's kind of like that fantasy football thing. It gets you more invested in people's successes and yeah. And it helps you kind of understand the difficulty of predicting this kind of stuff. It's there's a lot of good teams, and no matter who you put where, someone's going to be pissed that you overrated them or underrated them, or you yeah. didn't consider this, didn't consider that. So uh, I'm sure we won't get hate mail because we got the, the coolest followers ever. But uh, it was really <laughs> fun, and 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 hopefully we'll we'll be able to look back on this at the end of the season and and take a look at these predictions and see how they panned out. Seriously, it'd be fun. Oh, I have a yeah, question. I think, for you. Yeah, yeah, go for it. You think Ben Simmons gets traded? Yeah, they they got to, they have to. That would probably shake up some things. I think, I think it would be for the worse as far as the the seeding is concerned for the Sixers. I think they they might drop down. I could I could see them as a six or seventh seed because of that. But you know, Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid, so who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, but well, Simmons is a really important piece of that team, and I don't think any anything that they get back is going to be immediate an immediate improvement, unless they get like even if they got like CJ McCollum or uh, like D'Angelo Russell or I would love to see him in the Blazers, man, on the Blazers. Like I really Simmons, would. yeah, man, I really would. That would help. That would help the Blazers for sure. But I mean, yeah. if it was CJ McCollum for for Simmons, yeah, that'd be really fun. That'd be really fun. I was listening to a, a Blazers space, and all the Blazers fans were like, "No, they don't want him." And I, I, I come on, I, I was like, guys, this this is going too far. Like, I understand he had a bad season, uh, bad playoffs, but like, come on, this is going too far. Too this far. is like the Dennis Schroeder stuff, right? Because Dennis Schroeder wanted millions of dollars. Now everyone thinks. You know, he sucks. And he, yeah. you know, we, we wouldn't want him on the contract he just signed with us. I would love to have him on this contract he signed with the Celtics. Yeah, 5.9 MLE, brother? Please. <laughs> Thank you. Come, Come on, man. Exactly. I'll, I'll pick you up from the airport. Exactly. Come on, man. Hey, hey. <laughs> I got you. How many bags you got? No matter. I got them. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Well, we appreciate the comments, Tony. I, I, yeah, we'll be here for we'll be here for a long time if if Laro has to to get into some Ben Simmons talk. But I do think he'll be traded. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we got a couple weeks to the season starts, and we got more content coming up. We got some great guests coming up. I'm so excited. Even before we start the season, we're gonna have some great guests. So Man. we will see you guys again a week from now, and uh, unless some crazy news happens that requires an emergency podcast, we'll probably see you next Saturday. So all right. Peace, guys. Peace. Thanks for watching Bulls 101.